Welcome to the Gorfine Schiller and Garden podcast series. Today, once again, we are joined by Aaron Bloom, who is a director of tax services at Gorfine Schiller and Garden, who last time we connected discussed the current PPP loan forgiveness application process. And today, Aaron is going to provide insights into employee retention credit opportunities for companies that were PPP loan recipients. And Aaron, thanks for joining us once again. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, likewise. So let's start at the top. Can you provide us with an overview of the employee retention credit? What's that all about? Well, in our government's attempt to try and bolster small businesses and you know slightly larger businesses, they came up not only with the PPP world, but they also came up with the employee retention credit. The employee retention credit was based on eligible salaries and eligible employers to be able to give people kind of a shot in the arm to get more money into their hands, truthfully, quicker and on a more current basis to help businesses with cash flow. So that's kind of like a you know thousand foot level. Okay, great. So what recently changed regarding the ERCs? Because that's the acronym that everybody calls right. it, right? The ERC. <laughs> yep. So, right. so what, right. what has changed in terms of especially eligibility? Okay, so originally when the employee retention credit came out, and we're talking pretty much the beginning of 2020, and at that point, you could not get a PPP loan and qualify for ERC in the same time period. So since the numbers for the PPP program were so much bigger, ERC kind of was the ugly stepchild, so to speak. Everything sat on the side, nobody played with ERC, and everybody focused all their factors onto the PPP program, which for most businesses gave them much more of a shot in the arm, especially in a one-time, one kind of big deposit into their bank account. But what happened at the end of the year and in the beginning of 2021 is we were heading into PPP round two was that they changed the rules and said, if you got PPP money, you couldn't use the same expenses that you paid for out of PPP money for ERC. But if you had other expenses, other qualified wages, that you would also be able to qualify for the employee retention credit at the same time that you got PPP funds. So it kind of opened the door for people to kind of take a look and basically, as we talked about last week, kind of strategizing over how much money can I qualify for in both of these programs at the same time. So it made it a much more open-ended kind of way to look at these things and really gave opportunities for small businesses and advisors to sit down and kind of work through all of this to try to come up with the most money available in people's pockets as fast as we can. Yeah, awesome. That makes a lot of sense. And I think one of the key areas here that our listeners would appreciate is, you know, what defines an eligible employer with this? Well, eligible employers really across the board are almost just about anybody. And when you say that, you kind of go, well, how can everybody be qualifying for this. So it's kind of a two-pronged test, and that's where we kind of get just about everybody can fall in line with this. So number one, it's somebody that is either fully or partially suspended its operations due to a governmental order limiting commerce, travel, etc. And if you think about that, that's just about every business out there, because there's very few businesses 
that were not limited in some fashion during 2020 and even 2021 under the limitations of the governments itself for COVID. Now, there's a secondary place that you could also qualify for, and that is that your gross receipts for any quarter in 2020 were less than 50% of the gross receipts for the same period in 2019. Well, they kind of go hand in hand because if the business, you know, if government had closed you for a time period, you're probably going to qualify under the 50% downturn. But almost, as I said, almost everybody out there had some effect to their business, some significant effect probably, due to COVID, especially in that second quarter of 2020 when COVID was really just, you know, kind of hitting the ground and everybody was really being affected. That's really where we see a lot of places that had that effect. So if you look at those rules and you kind of think about your business, you go, you know, I probably qualify for ERC because... I was definitely suspended or shut down. And so it really opens the door for many businesses to qualify for this. Oh, that's great. Awesome insights there. So in terms of the amount of credit for 2020 and 2021, I mean, is there a difference between these two years? Yeah, there is. And it's kind of funny because the base is, is that you can get up to use up to $10,000 worth of wages and or health benefits. Now, for a lot of folks, the 10,000 in wages is really going to be the base that we're going to work from. For 2020, you're eligible to get 50% of that $10,000 back for an employee. So if you had 10 employees, each you made $10,000 during that time period, so you have 10 times $5,000 you would be eligible for an employee retention credit of $50,000 back, which is pretty significant money. And as the businesses grow, you can see that this can turn out to be some significant money. But in 2021, they kind of upped the ante. So they still use the same $10,000 wage amount, but you're eligible for up to 70% of it as an employee retention credit. So it changes from $5,000 per employee per quarter to $7,000 per employee per quarter. So basically for the five quarters that you know we're kind of talking about, the fourth quarter of 2020 and all four quarters of 2021, for each employee, if that employee had at least $10,000 worth of wages on those five quarters, that employee could get that employer based on that employee could get $33,000 for that employer employee back as employee retention credit. Fairly significant money when you think about it. So it's definitely something that businesses really need to take a look at and, as I said, avail themselves of the ability to qualify. Oh, yeah. Great insights there. And also, too, you know, companies who receive PPP loans are eligible for the ERC. And I'm going to switch up the dialogue a little bit here in terms of our questions. Like, So how does a company go about taking advantage of the ERC? It's an application process like the PPP loan forgiveness side of things. Would love to hear more about that. Okay. So it goes hand in hand with your payroll. And that's the big thing that we kind of are looking at. And it does go hand in hand with PPP, but kind of in an opposite direction. And that's really why you really need to take kind of a strategy session to figure out what you're going to do about ERC. Because for ERC, it is a return to you of your payroll taxes you're paying in on your employees. So for a normal employee, when you have normal payroll taxes, 
you withhold federal taxes, Social Security taxes, and Medicare taxes. The employer, therefore, also then matches the Social Security taxes and the Medicare taxes and pays them to the IRS on your behalf. The mechanism for the employer to get it back is reducing the deposits that they pay on behalf of the employee. So the employee is still going to get credit in full for their withholding and the Medicare and the Social Security. It's the government is basically refunding that money back to the employer. So it's taking those dollars, managing the quarters. Now, obviously, for the fourth quarter of 2020 and for the first quarter of 2021, we've passed those quarters. So you actually need to file a form to get a refund of it. But if you wish, you're actually allowed to reduce your federal tax deposits that businesses are required to make you know, either on a monthly, biweekly, or daily basis for whatever their payroll taxes are to kind of get an advance of it so that really real-time money reduction of what you have. So that's why you kind of got to measure it out and kind of strategize what the best way to do it for is because, again, you can't use the same wages that you're qualifying for PPP forgiveness to qualify for the ERC. So it really has to be kind of a mapping scenario to make sure that, A, you're getting the most forgiveness you can get, but at the same point, maximizing your ERC dollars in your pocket. Yeah, interesting and great segue there. You talked about mapping it out and the strategy. I assume that's what GSG does. That's what you do for your clients, right? And would would love to hear more about how GSG can help with this. So that's really the important part of this is really sitting down with someone who has the knowledge and the background in all of these areas to know where and what and how to put everything into the right little pockets so that you can maximize your PPP forgiveness, but at the same time, maximize your ERC dollars in your pocket and knowing which pot to pull from and which expenses you can use and whether you're using payroll or other expenses with PPP or what expenses on the ERC. And it's really sitting down with the, you know, the people at GSG that know all these things pretty much backwards and forwards and can kind of explain it to people in clear, concise, plain English so that they know how to do it. And then not only letting the people know how they can do it, but assisting them in making those applications and doing those amended returns so people can get that money and get it into their pockets. Oh, that's awesome. You know, Aaron, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. And I hope we do more. This is our second podcast that we've done so far, but I'm hoping we're teeing up more conversations because I enjoy speaking with you, but also you really, really articulate everything so clearly and concisely that even me, and I'm not a tax person, can understand it, which is just awesome. And, you know, before we sign off today, is there anything else to add or anything we may have missed? No, I don't think so. As I said, I just think, you know, people who even have any questions about it really need to reach out. You know, we're glad to answer the questions because it's really money that's free and on the table for you. And it really, you know, can make a big difference to a business, whether they're able to continue, they're able to grow or be able to, you know, look for new resources when this money's just sitting there available for you. And in a lot of cases, it's already ready for you. You just need to do the forms. It really is just one of those things you just need to reach out and grab it. And that's where GSG can help you with that. That's awesome. What a perfect way to end this Gorefine Schiller and Garden podcast interview with Aaron Bloom, who's a director of tax services at GSG. And as you heard, he was kind enough to share some pretty deep dive and very understandable insights into the employee retention credit opportunity that is out there for companies who are PPP loan recipients. And Aaron, as always, thank you so much for your time. Matt, thanks for having me. Look forward to talking to you again soon.